everyone. Welcome to Get Em On Side. And sadly, we can't have the three of us. We had the secret location last week. So for those who miss us on KO, we do apologise. But we are back here in the main studio, which means Diva Dan can't be with us. Uh, how are you, Shawnee? I'm good, mate. I thought we would have had him. I thought this was the week. Yeah. I thought this was so the week. I. But alas, there he is on the screen. Alas, there he is. Uh, hello, Daniel. Well, I mean, I've got plenty of excuses up my sleeve. Do you want to hear them? Uh, firstly... Someone tested positive in that joint only a few days ago or a week ago. So I'm quite happy to stay here. Also, I had the second shot yesterday. And I feel exactly what everyone else who had the second Pfizer felt. Just a little off about everything. You know, it's I, it's nothing that would stop me from working or, or coming in, frankly. But uh, it was enough to create the excuse that I didn't need, that I couldn't come in. But it's interesting. It's like, it's like being shivery. But without having the shivers or a little fluey, but not really fluey, it's a very odd, bizarre feeling. But nothing that would have um, that we should prevent anyone from getting it. And uh, I don't think we need the three of us to be giving public service announcements because no. people are getting them in record numbers now. As soon as I knew it, as soon as the twenties and thirty-year-olds and forty-year-olds like myself realised, you know what. We can get our avocado uh, toasted uh, avocado smash once we get to 80%. <laughs> uh, all the people, all the youngers, they're flooding. They're all on board. Bugger. He'd be, uh, be eating his know. avocado smash with that bottle of Fiji water. Oh, yeah. Show us the water there, Dan. Nine bucks a pop. Well, $2.70. No, nah, I'm not buying farm. that. Eastern suburbs. But can I refill? It's nine bucks a pop. I'll tell you a I story refill. about the Fiji I'll give you water. The mm. So, one of the great Australian con artists. Peter Foster. Yeah. yeah. Right, there's a podcast called Swindled. Uh, Peter Foster, it's worth a listen, not while you're listening to our podcast, just <laughs> wait till you finish this one. It's called Swindled, and he was on the run. He, he'd, he'd been on the run so many times, but he was on the run, and he was trying to sell to everyone that he was in Fiji. So he had the Fiji water as part of the backdrop. Uh, <laughs> and, and they ultimately found him in Brisbane. But uh, it's a fascinating, <laughs> fascinating chat there. Uh, boys, uh, let's kick it off, eh? Hey? Um, how have you found the week that was? Uh, well, my week. So Dan mentioned he got the second jab before yeah. we get into football. Yeah. Let's talk some rubbish first. Uh, me and you got the first yesterday as well. All, all on the same all, day. All three of us. Dan was his number two, but me and Where you at? number one. Did you go to Homebush as well? No, I was in um, uh, RPA, Camperdown Park there, or one of the RPA buildings. Right. But it was a very strange setup. So you, you all sort of got marshaled into this uh, car park and it was like a cattle pen. Everyone's in single line, probably a few hundred of us, all got the masks on and then they tell you that you got to walk somewhere else. So we're all walking down the street, camping down past people's houses, <laughs> all masks on. It was like something from a science fiction movie. Then you get in there, obviously, and get the jab. And, but I, I felt... Um, you sort of feel like you're doing your part for the yeah. for the, for the the community. I felt pretty good yesterday. I'll tell you a little uh, fact. Um, so Israel have been leading the charge when it comes to COVID. Now, Israel... Above 12-year-olds, we're not going to smash you with COVID chat, but above 12-year-olds, they've got 78% of the population uh, who have been vaccine, vaccinated, right? Mm. Um, however, they've seen this spike in more recent times for the Delta variant, and the reason being is that over time, which they hadn't really factored in, the immunity for the, the vaccination mm. starts to weather. So they're all now queuing up for the booster. Yeah. So before you yeah. know it, we'll all be looking for number three. So well, they're probably a year ahead of us, yeah. aren't yes. they? So they're probably, oh, they're, they're they're the, probably they're ready for their, for their um, their yearly top-up. That's right. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Anyway. Can right, I just say this before we move on? I was very impressed with the operation they have. So I went to the Homebush one, the big one, mm. um, uh, at Olympic Park. Now, I went there for the first one, but it was 5.45 p.m. and there weren't many there. This time it was Chockers. 
and huge, huge uh, lines, you know, the sort of lines where there were drone shots over from news channels and uh, and cameramen on the ground, like, to, to capture how long these lines were. And I said to someone, uh, a, a policeman, how long is this going to be? And she said, 45 minutes to an hour. I said, nah, come on, that's this, that must be what you tell all of us. She said, I promise, it moves quickly, 45 mm. minutes to an hour. And bugger me, it moves real... They, it's a, it is a military-style precision. They had... The three o'clock people, the three fifteen people, the three o'clock people, and you don't go one by one. You go in uh, in blocks of I don't know a hundred people, and all of a sudden you walk half a block up the road, and then you stop for ten minutes, and then you walk up the and it took forty minutes. So, and then once you go in, it's um, it's a brilliant setup. So well done all. We can't bash the government all the time, and uh, various governments actually do some things right. Anyway. That's enough COVID chat. Let's talk some footy, eh? Certainly is. A loyal listener of ours, uh, text by Sean and I, actually. Pete, hello to you, Pete, listening in. Uh, he's in a secret location too, I understand, but he, he sent through some shapes. The control room? He sent through uh, Pentagon, Octagon, Hexagon, <laughs> and Paris Season Gone. So is that the case, Dan? Are you ready to put the red pen through the Parramatta Reels? I, I loved it. Um uh, that must have been one of those. Normally it's that or a player scandal. Those memes or a player scandal video that goes wildfire on like wildfire on WhatsApp and text message. Yes. Um, I, I, I think they'll turn it around to the extent that at least they'll go into the finals with a couple of wins under their belt. But um, that was a new low um, on, on Saturday. I think they get the right opponent to turn them mm. around because there is no greater elixir for lacking points than playing the Cowboys at the moment. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but in saying that, if, if they can't thump the Cowboys, it, it, it gets even lower. Yeah. They look like they're off each other as blokes, which is a, a risk as a bubble. You know, when you're in that confined space, you've got blokes blowing up about um, single blokes who are better players, getting better rooms and families are blowing up. Once you've got the families in there blowing up, this is a recipe. For, it was always going to happen to one club that it was just going to implode. Once the families get involved... Um, yeah, so I, I I think they'll turn it around to the extent that they can at least be mildly competitive in week one of the finals. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as you said, they get a very, very suitable game in. I think they'll probably do a number on the on the Cowboys this week, but we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to our tips later. But did you catch um, Brad Arthur's press conference after the, after the game? I found that uh, very underwhelming and not what I would have wanted to see from my coach if I went for Parramatta I think it, it was something from country footy where he said oh maybe you know maybe we're working too hard we've got to we've got to do a bit less and and go to the movies or you know mm. mix something up I'm like that I don't think that's the issue Brad I'll tell you one issue and you know what made me look for this and it may have been for charity and I don't know the reason but as soon as I saw Dylan Brown trot out with mm. the blonde locks right <laughs> I thought, oh yeah. I thought, how? And this is not my Bambi, by the way. But I thought, how, how's this bloke been going? So I went to the stats, right? And I texted a few notable people in the game, and and they totally agreed. So his stats for this year. Now Tom Dearden's stats are better than this, by the way. Who he plays? Sixteen games for the year, Dylan Brown. In fact, that was coming into last week, right? These these are prior to the game. Three tries. One try one assist. One try assist. One try assist. 2020, 2020 after 18 games, and he had a try assist actually on the weekend off a kick. 2020, 18 games, four tries, five try assists. 2019, 15 games, four tries, mm. five try assists. I mean, this is a team who's largely been in the top four 
that whole time. I, I, I don't think he's at a position where it's just an automatic selection selection in the starting team for me. I, I don't believe that Will Smith wouldn't add more to that team. Honestly, mm, Will Smith, Will Smith's a goer, and Will Smith can find points. And, and I haven't got his stats to to correlate with the Dylan Brown stats, but the haircut, the stats. No, I, I don't mm. know about that. I don't, I don't want to say it like a, a bit of a. It's a dinosaur view that the the haircut and the hair dye. Of course it that, is. But and it it gets said a lot about um, when different clubs or players do certain things. You, you've never seen a Melbourne Storm player trot out with. Although Josh Adokar might have done it yeah. once this year. Um, but that's that was after he scored the six tries. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And they're the Melbourne Storm, and they won fifteen in a row, whatever it was. So. Yeah. You know, we're not comparing apples with apples, but yeah, I don't love it. Well, well, I think Dylan, we keep forgetting because he wasn't officially named. Um, there was a scandal at the Eels um, involving a video, and um, that may have an impact. Um, I think it's been acknowledged now, so we can talk about it. But that may have an impact, and uh, you're right; something's got to change in that regard. Um, Gutherson. I, I think the contract talk and Court having the blow up with um, his teammates, that's really had an impact on him because he's been muted uh, in terms of uh, output the last couple of weeks. I, I, I think, you know, you know something about Moses, I think he's actually really trying. Um, but it's just not happening for him. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, Campbell Gillard's not there at the moment. I think we are underestimating how much punch he gives them. But even then, I think at their best, they're still a step below the elite teams, the absolute elite teams. So um, maybe Brad Arthur, I, I heard this theory. It's an interesting theory. He gets, he, he actually gets them overachieving early because they pinch cheap wins. This is a, this is a Craig Bellamy trick. Well, not a trick, but Bellamy would <clears> make <throat> sure they bank put, put points in, got the points in the bank early for the origin period. Yeah. But of course he had the talent and class and coaching now to then get them back up. Um, but it can't keep being a coincidence that they keep starting seasons brilliantly, nine and one this year, or eight and one this year, mm. nine and one, or eight and one last year, and then it falls away. Uh, so either uh, they're training too hard early, or they're just not talented, and nine and one and eight and one are just false economies. Well, I can't speak for the years prior, but they had a pretty weak draw. I said this about eight weeks ago, which may have been on this program. I would move. I think Gutherson's a five-eight. I honestly think he's a 5'8". And, and it could be a bit similar to what Jack Whiten did. They moved Jack Whiten to 5'8". Mm. They found themselves in a grand final of the Canberra Raiders. I think he's a 5'8". And I said this eight weeks ago, I would have picked up Dufty. You can't tell me this side with Dufty motivated at fullback, him at 5'8". You can't tell me that wouldn't be a better side. Uh, nah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Um, I, I still think that's that's their best team. Guthard, fullback, Brown. It's at, at six. You? Even though I mean the the stats that you just went through aren't, aren't that compelling, but I still think that's a better makeup than Dufty. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, just before we move on to our Bambies, <clears throat> round one next year. Parramatta coach is it Brad Arthur? <sighs> no. No, that's a resounding no. Uh, I'm not saying he should be axed because I think people that say they don't have the talent is correct. I think they are achieving about what their talent suggests. They. Should achieve. Uh, Clint Gutherson is not one of the top five halfbacks in the Premiership. Uh, uh, fullbacks. I don't think Mitch was Mitch Moses in the top five halfbacks. Uh, and and they're your two marquees. 
So if 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 you don't have the best players in the comp, how are you expected to win? But um, I, I can see a movement being happening. That they should have money if they want to go down that path. Parramatta don't. They are a club that can make rash decisions. Um, you notice ever since uh, Max Donnelly took over, remember Parramatta when they had the salary cap scandal? Uh, then they had the independent guy, Max Donnelly, come in basically to straighten the club out. Now it's gone back to uh, private people, essentially. All the leaks are happening again at the club. So for a couple of good years, no leaks were coming out of the club. So it doesn't matter what regime, leaks are coming out. And, and I, I, unless Parramatta turned this around, I think, yeah, there could be a change there. Okay, uh, boys, uh, let's uh, get the little pellets in the Bambi gun. Let's do this. Rightio, Dan, kick us off. What do you got? Uh, I have a, I'm have going to bring to you a possible new expression. Joel, you brought brucing to us, which I think needs very little explanation now for those that are regular mm. listeners and viewers of the, of the podcast. But I will explain it because it will lead to my next one. That is using... Um, uh, a, a bigger celebrity, perhaps their death, perhaps their retirement, using them as a springboard to shine a little light on yourself. Yes. Okay, so we've seen plenty of people when someone dies and then you'll see the photo of uh, this person with dead person. Uh, you know, I met him once at a supermarket and what a <laughs> profound loss this is going to happen. Um, so that's brucing. I have one called manganing. Oh, yes. Manganing <laughs> is when you use a pandemic to somehow shine a light on your own business. Luke Mangan, at least once a fortnight, somehow finds a way to use the pandemic to get some publicity on himself. Last week, offering one of of the most stupid ideas I've ever heard, if you come into one of my restaurants once we open up and you're vaccinated, I'll give you a glass of wine. So for the cost of... And, it, and don't, you know it's going to be flag and wine as well. It's going to be house wine. <laughs> yeah. So this bloke, and he's on the front uh, front of the Telegraph website uh, for a full day. I don't know. Uh, so he's a genius. He is a genius. I don't know where how prominent it was in the actual newspaper, but I'm calling it out now. People, and th- this is going on. This has been going on surreptitiously, but I'm calling it out. Manganing when someone is uh, using, and you'll notice it now. Now, now, now that... It's been uh, identified and articulated. Man. You will notice when this happens and, and all you people, you can report back to Joel or Sean because I'm off social media. Uh, so, uh, But please let us know when manganing occurs because I think this is happening on a near daily basis. Well, you know what we'll do at the end of the year, uh, Dan, when we're allowed to do that? Let's really... Let's really manipulate the manganing. Let's just go in there, right, together. Yeah. yeah. We'll order a bowl yes. of fries between the three of us to get our free little yeah. glass of wine and we'll say, hooroo, looky boy, we're off out of here. So uh, there you yeah, go. But the bowl, yeah, but at a manga joint, a bowl of fries is $21. <laughs> That's right. It's got the... It's got the bullshit truffle uh, shavings That's or whatever right. they say. Exactly Sorry, I right. shouldn't say that about... Uh, it is expensive, a mangan restaurant. They're very nice restaurants. Oh. Uh, but, 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 but... Uh, that was disgraceful what you did, Luke, and uh, I'm calling it. And and don't worry, that rider, I'm sure, has free mangan meals for life. <laughs> oh after. yes, uh, I'm giving I'm giving him a warning. I like his work, but if I see him do it again, I'll be calling him out. Right now, let me just put my armour on here because I've got some inside information that this one might be coming my way. Uh, Sean, yeah, 
get, let, your, get your pellets in your gun. I'm I, armed. I, I let it slip that uh, our very own Joel Kane is my little Bambi yeah, this like week. It. Now, we, we've touched on it a few times how we've given... Well, there's a, there's a band list yeah. that we don't let Joel talk about certain things. One's the buy points, yep. um, taking yeah. the two in certain situations, rule change on the fly, that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, the other one was the age group entry. Age group. Entry, like shifting it every six months. Exactly, that's one Six of months every four yeah. years. That's it's funny one. you should mention that was yeah. one of them. So a lot of people would know sports bet in the NRL fan, oh. uh, uh, partners yes. have been for a very long time. Yes. Um, and... You know, as being such great partners, Sportsbet had the opportunity, Sportsbet staff, we had a bit of an all-staff um, virtual get-together. Yes. Guest speaker. Yes. CEO of the NRL, Andrew Abdo. Very and impressive. He was unbelievable. Yes, he was. Almost as good as your emceeing, uh, Judy Shook. But at one point, and we sort of walked oh. through Andrew's career, and it was fantastic. Great. He's a great storyteller <laughs> and a lot to, lot to get out of it. But he mentioned... Yeah, he was never going to be um, a professional athlete because he was born in in December or yeah. or, or thereabouts. Oh, and this no, and this was well, and this was nearing the, the end. This was nearing the end of uh, of the interview. But oh, my yeah. God, did Joel Kane jump on that? And then he and then he proceeded to tell the whole sports bet uh, staff, all six or seven hundred of us who were online at that time, <laughs> yeah. about his theory about flip flopping the age groups yeah. from underage to top Correct. age every two years Correct. or whatever it is. And I was just keeping an eye on the number that were on the call and I went from six hundred <laughs> to five fifty to five before before he was done, there was about twenty people left on the call. <laughs> Oh, how did you get a hold of that? Oh, the huh? do- like I'm just sort of looking at A through, listening to Andrew, who was brilliant, um, and then he just left the door ajar, didn't he? And I just got the foot out. Went, the door was shut. Bang! <laughs> I'm coming in. Was he listening? Hang on, was he listening? This whole that whole soliloquy? Did he stay on? He was nah, there. Nah, look to be look to Sean's credit. <laughs> The story he has told, well, it went for about 15 seconds, me me talking about it. Uh, anyway, I will I'm all say in this, over 15 seconds. I will say this about Andrew Abdo. Can you just imagine, this is what I said to our team, he turned up in 2012 to a South versus Canterbury game and he knew nothing about the game he sat down. And imagine if somebody told him that day he would be in four years' time the Chief Commercial Officer and in eight years' time the CEO of that game. He was only yeah. over here on a holiday. Yeah. Mm. He's a fascinating story, isn't he, Sean? Yeah, it was great. It was great. We were very, very lucky to uh, to have had the the hour. It was probably about forty five minutes or an hour we had with him in the end. It was yeah. it was unreal. Yeah. Now my um, my Bambi, it's a real Bambi. This one, this young lady on the Voice, and and she comes out and she's very, very good. She sings Dance Monkey, oh. right? And I've been sitting on the lounge with the family, really, really enjoying careful. it. Careful, uh, careful, Joel. Now I attacked <laughs> once. He's uh, got a hundred percent strike rate. This bloke. Go on. No, no, no. I, I attacked. Yeah, I interrupt. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, Rachel Leacar, who was half blind, yeah. and I said, is she really blind? As a, uh, I said that uh, stupidly. It was an off-the-cuff yeah, comment. Yeah. My God, did the voice fans come at me. So just, I'm just putting that in there. Go for it. I, yeah. I will now go. let you go uninterrupted. Yeah, I'm very concerned about the high crossover between the voice followers and our particular audience. <laughs> anyway, just on the blind uh, situation, this lady Leanne comes out. She was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant, to the point where she didn't even know if the chairs had turned around and, and all four had turned around. So it's a little thing we're doing with the family. We sit on the lounge and we all watch the voice together, which is fantastic. They're very talented, these kids, as was this young lady called Rory Eliza, right? So she does very well and the, the judges are sort of hovering their hand over the button. They sort of want to press it, but she's not quite there. And in the end, none of the chairs turn around. So they are now presented with this young lady, Rory Eliza. And the first question they want to ask is, uh, so who are you? And she says, 
I'm Rory Eliza. I'm from the Newcastle area. I've got 4.4 million followers on TikTok. That that is her opening <laughs> statement. That is her opening statement. Uh. Hi, I'm Rory Eliza from Newcastle, and I've got 4.4 million people following me on TikTok. Mm. Please come on, Rory. Rory, you were brilliant. You were very good, actually. You're very, very good. However. If you're going to spend the rest of your life introducing yourself with your third point of saying, I've got 4.4 million people following me on Instagram, uh, you have got to sort things out. But anyway, that is my <laughs> Bambi as far as today is concerned. Uh, wow. Yes. <laughs> well, mate, honestly, honestly, she's young. She can improve. How many? Okay, Susan's just giving me around the ground. So it, it the voice has kicked her along. Oh, really? 4.4 million at the what time of recording. Now? 5.2. Oh, so this, is what's, this is what's wrong with the world. As there you it, as go. So I hope that 5.2 million armies certainly don't come after me because you're going to squash me. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the uh, the banter. Just the if, they, if they do come after you, just don't get in a little slang match with them back and forth, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Hey, can I just say something before yeah. we go? Uh, see, I didn't interrupt you. I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you go and, and get yourself tied up. Now there's 5.2 million TikTok people. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a fake number, by the way. Hang on, if she went up by 4.4 to 5.2, are you saying that 800,000 new followers, some, there's something no, 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 not no, right Dan, about Dan, you're that. not factoring in. It's not live. So at the time of recording, oh, I see. It, yeah. it's probably yeah, since, since grown. Actually, can I, I might... Have I, might, I told you? I've been to, I've been to, I've been to a voice uh, recording. It's one of the most boring experiences of my life. But <laughs> that goes for all... They had, to, they had to feed the kids uh, snakes to keep them awake because it went forever. <laughs> yeah, um, so, oh, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. I need to find this tweet, right? So I, like you, Dan, I'm very, very close to completely uh, unsubscribing and my, my traffic... <laughs> no, I oh, But my traffic <laughs> on social media has gone through the floor. I'm, uh, I'm getting more and more... Um, Interested with? I'm trying to find this bloody tweet. Just while you, just while you find that, if you were to, if you were to ask me to price up, has Dan Ganane been to a recording of the Voice? He could have probably got a thousand to one out of me. Yeah, and also that's, too, that's astounding. And I'll get a thousand to one that he's off social media too. By the way, I just think he's not participating. I think he's certainly on. He's scrolling. Uh, yeah, I can't find the oh, tweet. I don't have any. I don't have any access. Oh, here I don't we have go. Any access? I've had my password changed. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So. I made the comment, which I stand by, was that look at, look at this Twitter. I've put I've I've put Twitter in Joel. I'm going to interrupt this time, okay. and that's what comes up. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm, I'm logged out, and I don't good. have a password. Good, very good. So I okay. tweeted this out, right? Which it's a harmless tweet, and God forbid you be positive on Twitter. So I said something like Reese Walsh's first 13 games. He has been more influential than Benji Marshall, and I saw Benji firsthand at the time, and also Kalen Ponga. In their first 13 games. Would anyone here disagree with that? Yeah, probably not. That's okay. Right. So then this uh, comes well, out. People forget People forget Benji started in 03. So people think Benji, they think 05, 05 is when he yeah. started. That's right. But that's not the case. That's right. Right. So I've got no doubt in my mind that Reese Walsh's first 13 games have been more striking than Ponga and Benji at the time after 13 games. This tweet came through, Right. No pleas or nothing. And, and, I, and the other thing is swearing on social media is not cool at all. Stop effing doing these dumb comparisons that mean nothing. Oh, righto. Righto, boss of Twitter. Um, 
Like, stop effing doing these dumb comparisons that mean nothing. This came from somebody, and, and I thought, I, I'm interested to see what else these sort of people write. Look at, at the size of the hook hanging out of his no, mouth here, Dan. Look at, at yes. the size. No, but, but this is a person who claims to be a rusted on Raiders sure. fan, and they have bagged the tripe out of him the whole time, and getting a lot of likes for bagging the tripe out of him, which, which says to me, I'm pumping someone up. God forbid I'd be very positive about someone and say, they're going well. And if you think my little tweet is going to bother, do you think that my little tweet is going to throw Reese Walsh's career into disarray? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I just got to make sure I like this bloke because I love. Oh, <laughs> I just, mate, please! I need to follow like, him because I love his work. But but it's just negativity, like bagging the tripe out of Kayla Bacon's bagging <clears> the. <throat> like this same person said, it's the Raiders' worst team in ten years, and it's just a bagathon. Um, it's okay to be positive, okay, sometimes. You don't have to bag and drag people down. Anyway, that's my bed. Off the bit. <laughs> uh, well, but here's a good tip I can give Have you made a correct statement, Joel? Reese Walsh, the first 13 games, excellent. Are they as good as Sam Walker's first 13 games? Uh, well, you know what, Sam Walker's, maybe not. That, that's a I know he's dropped debate. off a little, Sam. Mm. But I think Sam Walker's had more influence over games. Yes. Reese has had great influence. Yep. But, gee, Sam, the first seven or eight were pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that's... Okay, anyway, and, he, and his numbers that support in. that, Dan. They absolutely support it. But be careful what you say. We don't want to throw Sam Walsh's career into complete disarray as well. But anyway, this is get him onside. And we've got a few offside with that particular tweet. Don't you worry about that. But the best tip I can give you, of course, is to take a sec before you tweet and take a sec <laughs> before you deposit and before you bet because uh, regardless of the bookmaker which you use, deposit limit, I do it myself. Uh, it is the best thing you can do as far as the pun is concerned. Gamble responsibly. Uh, as people are tweeting now, who's Sam Walsh? Sam Walker, we meant to say. We got the, we got uh, Sam uh, Walker and Reese Walsh confused there. Anyway, most importantly, gamble responsibly. They're sending a message. Outside, and the field is set to run. Sorry, everyone, it's, it's, it's just... we're still alive in the quaddy. Sportsbet's new bet with mates. Start your group and share in the moment. New from Sportsbet.